Hi, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast Season 2, and I'm your host, Beth Fuller. This is a podcast dedicated to all things food, from recipe ideas to interviews with chefs, producers, purveyors, farmers, and people who just love culinary adventures like myself. So join us here on Fridays to explore the world through the lens of food, and together we can share some yummy food, some laughs, and I welcome you here at my table always. And if you're ready, let's go on a food adventure together starting right now. Hey everyone, you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Fuller, and this is episode 12, season two. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. If you've been here a while, well, you know what I'm going to say. Don't take notes. I've taken notes. Go to my website for everything, all of the show notes, elizabethrfuller.com. And while you're there, check out my amazing photography. I'm a food and product photographer professionally. I take amazing photos and I do all the styling. So if you need photos for your brand or if you know someone who has a brand or if you just want beautiful food photos, hit me up. If you've got questions for the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, if you need culinary sleuthing of any kind, send me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. And of course, tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. All right, let's do this, you guys. Let's go on a food adventure. So how are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? What's new? Tell me everything. All the juicy details. I want to know them. Have you been cooking anything yummy lately? I have. Shocking. I know. No, I'm kidding. No, I uh, last night for dinner made huevos rancheros. Oh, gosh. You know, like a breakfast for dinner moment. And I make this incredible incredible black bean sauce. So strap in. I will tell you very quickly how I make it. And you'll be like, what? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And you're going to put it on everything. It's that good. All right. So you need bacon, an onion, a can of black beans, a clove of garlic, salt and pepper. That's it. Oh, a saucepan and an immersion blender. (laughs) If you don't have a stick blender, then um, a regular blender will do. So what you're going to do, chop up a little bit of bacon, not a ton, just a little bit. Did I say a can of black beans? You need a can of black beans. It's a black bean sauce, people, in case I forgot that. So chop up a little bit of bacon, throw it in a pot, saute, 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 chante, you stay. And then chop up a tiny bit of onion, throw that in the pot once the bacon's crispy. And, you know, you don't have to chop this up super fine because you're going to puree this bad ride but but you do want like it's up to you 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 don't want huge chunks because you don't want this to take it forever and a day to cook and you want a lot of surface area on these items so you get more flavor more browning more yumminess okay saute 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 Chante, you stay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't help myself. Then take your drained, rinsed black beans. Put those in the pot. Um, oh, wait. Put the garlic in, too, with the onion. Okay. Then the black beans. <laughs> and then mixy, mixy, mixy. Then you add in maybe a third of a cup of water. Maybe. You don't want this to be super soupy. 
and it's easy to add more water that it's easier to add more water than to take water away. And you don't have to use just water. You can use chicken stock. You could use veggie stock. I personally use chicken bone broth when I make this because I always have some on hand. If you have better than bouillon, you can use that in some water. Whatever floats your boat here, but you do need a little liquid. So add some liquid in. Then, and you don't want the black beans to be totally submerged in liquid. You want them to be like maybe halfway up with liquid, right? So then you're going to pull this off the stove for a second. Uh, use your stick blender. Put this in a blender. Be careful. It is hot. Waz it up. Nice and creamy. If it's too thick, add a little more stock or water. And then you want to put it back in the pot. And then you want to lightly simmer this for, I don't know, 20 minutes, half hour. Light simmer, people. Keep your eye on the prize. Don't let this blip away too much. Don't let the the the, the pot get, or the, the, the bean mixture to get too thick. Like you want it to still be, oh, it's a good adjective for this, creamy. And it's going to, as it cools, stiffen up. So not that you're going to eat it cold. Maybe you will. I don't know. But you can put this on your huevos rancheros. You could put this uh, as a schmear on a sandwich. You could put this in a breakfast burrito. You could put this in a taco. You can put this in a, in a burrito bowl. You can put this in your enchiladas. This is a good like work coarse, nummy thing just to have. Anyway, that's it. Salt and pepper, taste it, see how it is. I always add some heat to mine. So either I'll put it in if I have fresh hot peppers, I'll put some in with the onion and garlic. If I don't, then maybe it's just like a smidge of cayenne um, or whatever I have on hand. And that that's it. So, 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 so yummy. But that is not what we're talking about today. So today's episode is brought to you by black bean sauce. No. So today's episode, it's me, myself, and I. Surprise. And it's based around a conversation that I had with someone a few weeks ago. And they were talking, we were talking about cooking and food, and they were very interested in cooking and learning more about cooking and but they said I don't have a lot of money cooking is expensive and I can't just go to the store and buy a ton of stuff to cook things it's intimidating so that got me thinking a lot and I've drilled down on some statistics to kind of help frame where my head is with this episode so I guess with that let's dive on into it And, you know, I will be honest and say it wasn't, and I've shared this before and I'll share it again. It wasn't that long ago that I too was walking in an aisle, down an aisle in a grocery store every week with a calculator in my hand, trying to add up my grocery list total before I got to the checkout. So I wasn't embarrassed in possibly having to put food back, knowing I couldn't afford the the grocery total because that has happened to me. And it was embarrassing for me. I felt ashamed. I was sad. I, you know, I can't, I couldn't put food on my own table that I wanted to eat because I didn't have the the income to do it. 
And it, and like I said, it wasn't that long ago that this, this was my reality. So it got me thinking, what is the average income? Not household income, the average individual income in the U.S. So I'm basing this whole episode around something. I will get to the point, I promise. And after doing a ton of research, it was a little tricky to find and figure out, but I got to the number of about 50,000 because the average income, obviously it completely varies from like 35,000, 44,000 up to about 63, 70,000. This is all pre-tax. So if I take, say, the law of averages even with that, and you say it's about 44,000 to 63,000, let's meet somewhere in the middle. I came up with 50,000 pre-tax. Now, the tax, income tax, I won't bore you with all those statistics and details, but it's not as straightforward as this is your, you make 50,000, this is your income tax. It's, there's different layers to it. You have to tax a certain percentage on one part of your income, then there's a higher tax bracket you're in because you made a little bit more, a certain percentage of that. So anyway, again, law of averages here, let's just make this simple. Let's say eight grand is going out in income tax. So now you've got $42,000, $42,000. This blew my mind that, and it's true. I mean, I'm, I, we probably, my husband and I probably are in this statistic too with where our money goes here in the U S you, and this is not taking into account a lot of things, but some of the largest expenditures that people use their money for after taxes would be 35% of your income goes to housing, if not more, depending on where you live. If you live in a major metropolitan city like New York, Boston, San Francisco, even Los Angeles, Chicago, the list goes on and on and on, you're going to spend even more than 35% on your housing costs. Another chunk, 15% goes to transportation. And then in the U.S., about 10% goes to your health care, if not more, and about 10% goes to your food and groceries. Now, you've already spent a huge chunk of change. That's now not including the cost of education here in the U.S. It's not including any of the other, I'm not even going to use the word luxury items. They should just be, uh, you should be able to take a vacation. You should be able to, you know, buy clothing. You should be able to, you should, do it do have some sort of self-care for yourself you know maybe it's a gym membership maybe it's but anyway so if you take we're focusing on food here food podcast <laughs> if you take 10 percent of forty-two you're looking at about four thousand two hundred dollars a year that goes to your food and grocery bills so i drilled down a little deeper on that that works out to being about $80.76 a week. Let that sink in for a second. And I will also say that that 42000 in a lot of households is absolutely not for just one single person. That $42,000 has to feed way more than one mouth. And I totally recognize that. 
In this, for instance, we're keeping it to the one individual. They have $80 a week to spend on food. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I don't always want to cook. So if you take that 80 bucks and there's probably one night a week that you're going to be like, oh, God, I just want to get takeout. Now, takeout. Takeout can take a huge chunk of change out of that. It's not just a slice of pizza. Even if you ordered like DoorDash or uh, Grubhub or, you know, any of those types of delivery services, even if you went and picked it up yourself, which my husband and I do most of the time because we live in the suburbs, you're still spending for a single person like an order of, you know, Thai noodles and some spring rolls after tip. It's probably about 30 bucks. Can you get two meals out of it? Most likely. If you <laughs> were parked on the couch watching a marathon of something and you were wicked hungry, maybe not. But so let's take let's take one night away for takeout. So now we're down to 80 minus, let's say it's 25 would be what? About 55 bucks. We have left for groceries for the week. I'm a person who, if I make something for dinner, I eat it for lunch the next day. So that's kind of how I, I factored this all together. And a lot of people, now that people are going back into the office, a lot of times offices have a coffee machine. They might have bread for toast or whatever. But I factored in just in case this person didn't. Uh, some sort of breakfast in the morning. So like a bag of coffee, a jar of milk, um, a jar of almond butter or peanut butter, bananas and bread. It's kind of what I factored in for someone's morning. So really, we're just focusing on lunch and dinner with the menu I'm going to talk about in a second. But I wanted to see, could I go grocery shopping, come up with a meal plan for six meals and go grocery shopping with a budget of about $55. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was challenging. It was challenging for a few reasons. One, groceries and the cost of them and inflation is real. And say you live in a major city and you don't even have this much money to spend on your groceries for yourself, well then you might not be able to afford a lot of fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, and there's something really wrong with that. And the other piece of this puzzle that I haven't really even talked about or touched on is that really bothered me was seeing that even before we even talk about groceries, that the majority of your income post-tax goes to so many more things that you don't have enough money for your savings. You don't have enough money for your education costs because they're astronomical here in the U.S. And I just, it really made me think, like, how can we set ourselves up for success with this model that we're all trying to survive in? But, you know, honestly, that's kind of a, deeper conversation for another day. So here's my gauntlet that I threw down, I guess for myself. Can I survive, can someone, anyone survive 
on about 65 55-ish dollars a week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, knowing that one night we're getting takeout and we're going to eat it for lunch the next day. So that's really five or six meals plus breakfast. All right, this is what I came up with. Also, I want to highlight that all of these recipes came from SkinnyTaste.com. Um, so you, I will include them in the show notes, and you can go right on her website. They're free. You don't have to buy a cookbook. And there you go. The other thing, except for one. One I kind of made up, but you, you can figure that out. The other thing is that uh, I'm assuming that this person, this individual has a couple of pantry staples in their house. And I don't mean a lot of pantry staples. You don't live in my kitchen. I'm talking about a a basic salt, pepper, and some kind of oil. I'm hoping olive oil. I'll take any oil, coconut, um, vegetable, canola. But I'm really hoping for olive oil for your heart. Let's be healthy. No, I'm kidding. So, all right, without further ado, in no specific order, but kind of, because I really wanted to make sure that you weren't eating the same flavors, the same things every day. Okay. So breakfast, I just kind of went with a very simple loaf of bread, nice whole grainy kind of crunchy, yummy bread, a bag of coffee, some milk, whether it's almond milk, soy milk, cow's milk, pick your milk, a bunch of bananas, and a nut butter or an almond butter, or peanut butter, or something like that, just to get you out the door, something in your belly, and then my guess, wherever you're going, and if you don't like coffee, tea's even less expensive sometimes, um, and then I'm sure wherever you're going off to, there's probably something there for free that you might be able to partake in. For the first menu, first meal, I went with an arugula pasta salad. It's actually a, I think she calls it a mayoless tuna salad with arugula and pasta. And that's the other thing. I'm going to also say I tried to make sure that these recipes had a lot of vegetables or as many vegetables as you could pack in, fresh vegetables, and that I wasn't relying heavily on starchy, uh, less expensive items because it's very easy to get a, I wasn't going to just say, go get a box of mac and cheese. Mm Mm-mm. No. So for this recipe, you would need um, a can of tuna that I recommend getting packed in olive oil. It has way more flavor and you can even drizzle some of that olive oil from the tuna can into the dressing of this if you're into it. I think it's really tasty and then you're not wasting. So, okay. One can of tuna packed in olive oil, some red wine vinegar, a bag of arugula, a box of some kind of short pasta. I love the cavatappi. That's like the little corkscrewy ones. Um, a block of Parmesan cheese with a rind and capers. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail about how to make these recipes. That one's a really quick one. I'll include all the recipes in the show notes. My whole point in all of this is to show you what we can do within a budget, hopefully within the budget. So then the next day, um, I'm trying to piggyback on some of these ingredients. I picked an escarole chickpea soup with garlic toast. 
if you can't find escrow kale um swiss shard all great substitutes so you need a bulb of garlic um some sort of stock whether it be chicken stock veggie stock just a box is fine if you have better than bullion already you know two thumbs way up it's a little less expensive over time than it is for a box of stock but um box of stock in a pinch or if you make your own even better but that's okay um a can of chickpeas a bunch of kale escarole or shard and then a loaf of sourdough and you're going to take the Parmesan rind with your knife, cut it right off, and you're going to plop that into the soup when it's cooking. That Parmesan rind, mm, she's going to add a ton of flavor to your soup. Pull it out when you're done. Whew, so yummy. Um, next day, we are going to have, and if you want to add some of that short pasta from the night before in your soup, you can. I wouldn't because you already have bread. I mean, you don't have to watch your carbs. But I'm just saying, it'd be a lot of, it'd be like carb on carb on carb. Maybe you've had a bad day. Maybe you need carb on carb on carb. No judgment. Next day, we're making a carbonara. About authentic as one can get. <laughs> Not being in Rome for a carbonara. That, all we need is bacon, egg, a longer pasta noodle, and Parmesan, which we already have in our pantry. And then you have black pepper in your pantry. You're going to take some of the arugula from night number one. And you're going to make a nice arugula, simple arugula side salad with a little bit of that red wine vinegar and a little bit of olive oil that you have, hopefully, or any oil you have that's um, oily. And <laughs> really simple, right? And then next day, we're going to make breakfast tacos. You're going to have the bacon and egg from the day before. You're going to get just one of those little packets of taco spice, um, some cheddar cheese block, a jar of salsa, and flour or corn tortillas. Super simple. If you even have a little arugula left, I doubt you will, but if you do, sprinkle that on top of the taco. Couple of tacos, you feel good, nice and full. And then bonus, bonus, we're gonna use that the next night and we're gonna make like a Mexican baked skillet fun number. You're gonna take your tortillas from that night before, chop them up into little triangles, little bit of olive oil, salt, and pepper. You're going to bake them in the oven and make your own tortilla chips. You're going to use the cheddar cheese from the night before. You're going to use the jarred salsa from the night before. And so all you need to do is buy a small thing of sour cream, some ground turkey, lettuce, avocado, one tomato, one red onion, and a can of pinto beans. And we're going to make this beautiful, skillety, easy bake. And we're going to pop it in the oven it's going to be nice and cheesy and crunchy with your homemade tortilla chips. Woo, so yummy. And then last but not least, you're going to take some of that turkey because you didn't use all that ground turkey. You only needed half of it. I didn't say that, but you only needed half. So if you used it all, well, shame on you. No, I'm kidding. You didn't because you didn't make it yet. You're going to take the other half of that turkey and you're going to make yourself two turkey burgers. Because mm -hmm. you get about a pound of ground turkey in a... Or if you like ground beef, use ground beef or ground chicken. But you usually get about a pound. So you can portion that out to four uh, portions. So you're going to make two burgers out of that. And you're going to use the lettuce from the night before. You're going to get a tomato. You're going to use the cheddar cheese, the red onion, and the sourdough bread from the second night for your bun. And if you want it to be bunless, then even better. 
And so the only thing I'm going to suggest you buy is one more tomato and a sweet potato because I think you can make some sweet potato fries. So there you have it. That was my menu that I came up with. And the grand total of this entire menu was $67.23. And that includes everything for breakfast as well. Might be more expensive at your grocery store, might be slightly less expensive at your grocery store, but that was my general rule of thumb, piggybacking on one thing after another. The, the, the issue though I'm going to say that I ran into was there wasn't a lot of room for snacks. There wasn't a lot of flexibility for if you wanted to get like a bottle of wine during the week or go out with your friends and have drinks. Like it all then leads to costing more money. And, you know, I did build in that one day of takeout for that one dinner that I would try to have leftovers the next day for lunch. If I didn't, no big deal. I think there's plenty of leftover possibilities here for sure. Um, but a lot of people lean on when you have a very tight budget, over-processed foods because they tend to be a lot less expensive. And I am not going to get too political or too, too anything like that. But, you know, our, our country doesn't focus on the health and well-being and wellness of the people here as much as it should. And when you look at, you know, morbid obesity rates and other things, it tends to affect a lot of communities that are not as affluent as others because they can't spend the money on eating healthily. Is that even a word? I don't know. But being healthy and and, and it's really challenging because to be healthy and eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables it costs a lot of, it can cost a lot more money. And so then where do you sacrifice, you know? And it really also, I know for me, doing this little lesson and sitting here and mapping this all out and writing this all down, educated my own self that when, I can tell you right now, when I go to eat something next, I'm definitely not going to take it for granted. And I feel very fortunate to be able to provide and myself even a health health forward health conscious meal and I hope that it makes you think a little bit too you know for your future and the people around you and maybe you can donate some if you have extra to food pantries and help in your local community a little bit more where you can because I can tell you right now people need it and there is nothing the, the the feeling of not being able to provide a healthy meal for yourself or your loved ones is on top of all of the other pressures in life is heartbreaking. So I really, really hope this inspires you and encourages you to go out and, you know, be the best human that you can be in this world because that's what I try to do as often as I can, at least once a day. <laughs> more than once a day, but I do try. Anyway, so there's our episode, you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you for being just wonderful humans out there in the world. If you want to see the exact menu and all of the recipes from this episode, go to my website, elizabethrfuller.com. If you have questions for the podcast, shoot me an email. Let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com and 
tag me in all of your food adventures on Instagram at let's go on a food adventure. You guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Make some yummy food for one another this weekend. Lead with kindness and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.